There is a dimension beyond which is known to humankind. A dimension of sound and sight of mind. A dimension intended only for mature audiences, and exists solely as a form of entertainment, without intentions of education or societal enrichment. It's, it's, a, it's a podcast. It, it's what you're listening to right now. It's a podcast. It's a podcast we call Lore Folk. Folk podcast where we riff on all things paranormal. I'm your host, Aiden Kidd. And I'm your genetically modified, ultra mega strong host, Maddie Barr. We have gotten the COVID 19 vaccine first dose Moderna, baby. Oh, Moderna gang, rise up. We are beyond humanity. Maddie, have you had any side effects? Oh, yeah, dude. My Wi Fi is off the fucking charts. <laughs> What about you? I am now telepathic to dogs, but specifically like Pomeranians, which is weird. That's fun. But uh, pretty damn cool. They got some funny things to say. You guys are missing out on some great Pomeranian humor. Oh, fat, juicy ass, obviously. You got a fat, juicy ass now? Fatter and juicier, if you will. Yes. Hi, I'm Bill Gates. (laughs) Now, a lot of people have been concerned about the fact that I've been putting microchips into the COVID-19 vaccine. But, uh, I'm here to call about any fears that you may have because they're all going directly into your bloodstream and then directly into your ass. Now, those who have taken the COVID-19 vaccine so far may have noticed that their body has transitioned into something akin to Aunt Fanny from the 2005 film Robots. But that is completely natural because you were the first to receive the Microsoft patented cyber ass. That's incredible. They all laughed at me. They said my inventions were stupid. My beautiful child, the Zoon! was going to take over the earth. And they took my Zoon and they said, Bill, we want iPods, Bill. We don't want the Zoon. Shove it up your ass. So guess what I did, America? I took a Zoon and I shoved it up your ass. Well done, Bill. Hey, you know what else you can play on your cyber ass, people of America? What? Episodes of Lore Folk. Whoa! Let's give them an episode, Maddie. You fucking check that segue out. That's fucking rad. Dude, nice job. Thank you! I worked really hard on it. Aiden's coming for the top dog spot of the world. I will have to kill Paul Blart to do so. Maddie, do you you get my joke? Because Paul Blart rides a vehicular segue, Uh and also the term for transitioning in something like this is also called a segue. Yeah. It's a fun little bit of wordplay I'm bringing to the podcast. Just a new thing I'm trying out. Did you like it? Yeah. Yeah. Loved it. Loved it. You don't sound like you loved it. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm fighting against my Microsoft programming, but that was a great joke. Oh, okay. The clippy within me <laughs> is displeased. Let's, uh, how about you give us a spooky thing? Aiden, I got a question here. Give me that sweet question. Let me download it into my brain. It's almost a cryptid. Somebody from four months ago wants to know, who is the lesbian of the lake who grants the sacred sword to the future king? <laughs> and the very first, I just got to say, because it's got one of my favorite insults, the very first answer is, it's lady of the lake, you half wit. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't mean she's not a lesbian. 
So I, this is a new, this is a budding new cryptid, and I want to discuss it. <laughs> who is the lesbian of the lake who grants the sacred sword to the future king? Is this the gay agenda? What's she doing? Is she single? I want to know. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it is Alan. No, no. Yeah. No. I don't want to take it away from you that early, but it is, in fact, Ellen DeGeneres of the Ellen DeGeneres program. Who perhaps 10 years ago, if we said this joke, would be like, hell yeah, Ellen. But uh, during current events and the fact that she likes to uh, party with the war criminals. (laughs) And promote a terrible workplace. (laughs) <laughs> and promote a terrible workplace. She really fucking done did it this year, didn't she? Yeah. So that's why she's taking up this new gig as the lesbian of the lake. Right. She's got a new job. Question. Could mm-hmm. another lesbian take her on somehow? Could they apprentice with her and then, you know, in about a year we'll have a fresh new lesbian of the lake handing out swords? Because I just feel like there are some some folks out there who could really do this job justice. Uh, or maybe maybe an unknown, maybe a fresh new lesbian, and this is how they'll get their big break, you know? So why don't you give me these pitches for other lesbians of the lake? I'm just trying to think of what they'll have to do, but it's just Ellen with a sword. It is just Ellen with a sword. She's not, like, enhanced or super strong or anything. Right. It's Ellen with a sword. She's doing that funny dance, and that's distracting, but, like, that's her best sort of fighting move that she's bringing to the table. Kirsten Stewart is the first one who comes to mind. Love her. Mm-hmm. I think she could handle the responsibilities. I think she'd look cool holding the sword. Yes. I think she could take Ellen. She already has this sort of eternal undying energy about her. Could they bring their own sword? Like, could someone bring their own sword to fight Ellen? And then (laughs) will the lesbian have two swords? (laughs) Will that complicate things in the kingdom? Because there could be two future kings. Could she use a sword to defeat Ellen and then just get rid of that first sword and just take the sword that Ellen had, the king sword? Sure. Excalibur, if you will. You could do that, but you can't have, I mean, freaking, you can't have just every lake having a sword in it. You can't have two swords. One lesbian, two swords, a monarchy destroyed. Okay, Aiden, give us your lesbian of choice. I'm not sure. I'm I'm only thinking of notable bisexuals right now. Well, I think that, that would be fine. The bisexual of the pond. Yeah. The bisexual of the bog. The bisexual of the bog. We be the swamp monsters. It has to to be an alliteration. The lesbian of the lake, the bisexual of the bog. And as we all know, our dear bisexual of the bog is, of course, our friend Shrek. Cool, cool. Well, I'm glad we got that sorted. Who is the lesbian of the lake? It's Ellen, but that's that's TBD. Yeah, that's uh, not a permanent station for her now that we know where she is. Check yourself, Ellen. We're coming for you. I'm not threatening Ellen. Hey, hey, Ellen, hey, Ellen's assistants, hey, <laughs> hey, you know, I'm not threatening her. It's all, it, it, well, it's a joke. I know you're unfamiliar with those by working on the Ellen set. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, you freaking coming for the I, I haven't seen Ellen in like a thousand years, so I don't know if that, I can't confirm, I cannot neither confirm nor deny the presence of jokes on Ellen. <laughs> And give us something scary. <laughs> give us something spooky. No, I want the entire rest of the podcast to be you just dunking I'm on dunking Ellen. Down Ellen, my mom's gonna be so <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, mom. Sorry, Ellen. Whatever. All right, I'll do something spooky. Here we go. We have a Reddit user named Compliments of the Chef 
who asks, Do infestations of rodents seem to usher in malevolent forces? I know this was a common theme in the third season of Stranger Things. <laughs> I thought they were going to say, like, in the 14th century Europe or something. <laughs> it does. It, like, it starts out that Notable way. Notable rats. Think. Hmm. <laughs> Notable occurrences in, in the entire history of the world where rats were right. involved. Okay, okay, keep going. Stranger keep things. Going. <laughs> but I, I also know that haunted locations, especially places that deal with malevolent entities, have a tendency to have more of a concentration of rodents and birds slash bats, from what I understand. We've all seen the beginning of Scooby-Doo, when that haunted house has all the bats fly out of it. We know this is true. Yes. Am I the only one who has noticed this? Is this actually a thing and Stranger Things toyed with the idea? Do rodents and other little critters actually attract darker entities? Too long didn't read, why do gnarly little critters hang out around dark and malevolent places? <laughs> I mean, my first instinct is that they are the dark and malevolent forces. Like, that's the rats. Right, that's the first impulse. But I feel like we could go deeper. Well, let me ask you this question. Do you think if we got enough rats and we shoved them in a place, we could summon a malevolent force? Mm. Is this a way to get rid of people from your apartment that you don't like? But you'll certainly, no, you'll certainly get rid of people if you put enough rats anywhere. This is also a great way to get anyone away who is, like, an avid rat enthusiast. Like, they'll stay for the rats, mm. but, like, you're, you're bringing the Babadook or something in there that's gonna fuck with them. Pennywise has come to town on a chariot made of rats. For the rat convention. <laughs> Why do you think these malevolent entities tie themselves to rats and bats and other such little critters? Maybe it's just a vibe. <laughs> A vibe. Perhaps they've watched Ratatouille. Ooh, okay. I was yeah. And they're big fans of Remy the Rat, so they're like, "I'm going to tie myself to these things. I'm going to make this a whole part of my personality now because I like this piece of media so much." It's kind of like how depressed millennials find like one animal, and they make that like their entire fucking deal. Mm. You know, they they end up liking, like, frogs, and now everything they own is covered in frogs. Right. No judgment. You do you. I get it. But, like, I think that's what these malevolent entities are doing with rats and bats and birds. And the cockroaches. <laughs> cockroaches are cool, okay? I, I mean, rats and bats and all other little critters, they're all so neat. But cockroaches, I've, I've held a cockroach in my hand, and they're pretty neat. Yeah, I've seen Wally. I think they might just be fan of Pixar films. That's what it is. Disney adults, and then there's Pixar adults. <laughs> oh, no, they really are the depressed millennials. They're Disney adults. Oh, no. <laughs> They're like dark millennials. <laughs> Shadow millennials. <laughs> this is what happens when you get too mad at Gen Z. You become this. Oh, no. <laughs> so, Maddie, if you were a malevolent entity... Uh-huh. What sort of rodentia or whatnot would you have adorn your palace and manifest around you? Okay, this is actually really easy because I already have a favorite rodent. And this is going to sound kind of pick me, but this has been the truth since like elementary school. I love capybaras. <laughs> it's the biggest rodent and they're fucking awesome. So I would have an army of, of capybaras at my side 
at all times. I would sit on them like a throne. I would ride around. They're big enough to ride around on, too, which I think is fun. Like, I could just have one that I ride on, right? But then if I want to, like, you know, have them all combine, like a rat chariot (laughs) into, like, a capybara mech, I could do that, too. But they'd be, like, scary because usually they look kind of rounded and nice, which is one of the reasons I like them. But these ones would all have, like, Every morning, I would gel all of their individual little hair into, like, a fun little mohawk. What rodent would you pick, Aiden? I was also going to say capybara. Oh, We could share the capybaras! We could share the capybaras! Yes. Oh, it's, it's an honor! <laughs> Friendship rules! It's <Friendship's> awesome! <laughs> Here we are in the ad break. Nobody pays us to do the show, so we do some fake ads, but also we take a moment to, uh, shill our stuff. Because it's our show, and we get to do that. Maddie, why don't you give us some shilling? Follow us on Patreon. We have a Patreon now, and you can subscribe for $1, $5, $10. You get all sorts of fun things like early episodes, Aiden's animation process, and the music that I make for the show, including other stuff. Also... If you're throwing money around, you can subscribe to us on Twitch now because we're Twitch streamers. And for free, you can subscribe on YouTube. Mwah. Go do all that, please. I love you so much. Aiden, give us an ad. Hi there. I'm anything. An undying manifestation of pure abstraction that can bend reality to be, well, anything. For just a spare thought, I'll do anything to anything. It's your choice. Doubt it. Uh, 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 why don't you do something to this stuffed bear my mama gave me? All right, smart Alec. What do you want me to do to the bear? Uh, uh, how about mm, anything? Quote, unquote. Random like a gachapon. A bold choice. Psh, knew it. Bear's the same. You didn't do anything. Not true. Now your teddy bear has violated the Geneva Conventions. It's a stuffed bear. It simply can't be true. Yet in your heart you know it is! You can feel it, can't you? Despite being lovingly handcrafted by your mother and carried with you throughout your life, this bear has committed numerous war crimes in the name of the U.S. government. It's a fact of reality now. Oh god. It is true. I know it's true. I don't know how I know it's true, but it's true. Oh, God. Still want to cuddle up with that monster? So come on down to anything's anything. Just don't you sass me or I'll fuck you up real good. I have a new 
new segment to try out on the show. Yeah, a new segment. Did you get that approved by the board? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's called Creatures Not Cryptids, because not everything I, is... Hold on, hold on, hold on. You think you can sneak uh, with an uh? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to have to email the uh, department for this. We'll do the bit, but I'm going to email them. Hold on, let me just... Okay, I just emailed Sharon. Yeah. Sharon. Okay. Yeah. Let me just um. Uh. Sorry. Let me just. Uh... Sharon. Sharon, please don't fuck this up for me. Hey, I'm asking. What are you doing? What? Nothing. Nothing. What are you doing? Nothing. Uh. New do, bit. Do, do your new bit. bit. New bit. Uh. C- creatures not cryptids. Cause not everything's a cryptid. But some stuff is weird. And today I want to talk about unicorns. What's up with them? And uh, specifically, what's the evolutionary purpose of the unicorn horn, Aiden? I assume they evolved from horses. Why did horses need to get more powerful? Listen, I think what a lot of people are going to say is that it's a defense mechanism. Right. Or a weapon, like how deers and goats use them. But that's not true. That's small-minded. And you're failing to see the bigger picture. See, it is kind of a weapon in that it's a handle to a weapon. A unicorn's horn is meant to be used as a handle for a much bigger bipedal creature to swing the horse around at enemies. Interesting. To go on? It's like a club, but it's a horse. Uh-huh. uh-huh. There's not much more to say. What do you think is the most dangerous part of the unicorn? Like when you're getting hit. Maybe the hooves? Hoofs, perhaps? They might be sharp. It depends on how it's swinging it. If it's going for, like, a side swipe, I'd say the hooves, but otherwise, I mean, you're just slamming an ass down. You know what you could do? You're holding the unicorn, and you're holding it so the legs are facing away from you, like, sort of forward-facing as your body is, and you Uh swipe the unicorn, and it sort of, like, grasps people in its legs, right? So you swipe the unicorn <laughs> towards ew, them, ew. and you get like sucked oh, into no. the inner bottom of the unicorn, and you're sort of held Ugh. in a leg cage, and then you're being rattled around all as well. Like a whole freaky hand, but a horse body. Oh, God, like a spider. And then, so not only is that dealing damage to the person who's entwined in the unicorn. Binding damage, of course, like Pokemon. But then you can also, you're getting twice as much, you know, oomph when you're hitting other people. With the unicorn and the person that it's currently holding. Yes, because you're also, uh, one, there's the horror imagery. There's a lot of body horror in that mental image. And there's also the fact that, like, say you got a party of two. You use the unicorn to grab one and bind him. And then you start fucking smacking that shit at the other guy. Right. And you're basically, you're smacking him with his friend and a horse. Like, that's horrifying. To be, like, have your friend be used as a clubbing weapon against you. Would you you rather be being clubbed with your friend and a horse or clubbing, being the club to your friend? Oh, definitely being clubbed to death. Yeah. I don't want to (laughs) be, I don't want to be in those freaky legs. (laughs) I can't be in that situation. (laughs) No, I'd rather just get smacked to death. You've sort of triumphantly, you've conquered the battlefield, the dust is settling. You're going to take a look around. Let me just put my unicorn down and you just like shove it into the ground so it's just sticking there vertically with the legs all dangling about it's also what goes in the holster on your hip (laughs) 
just the horn. It's just uh, it's just the horn, See, and it just it like... just perfectly magically. That's the magic part of the unicorn is that it just stays right. there. But it is all still sticking out like diagonally from the side of you. So the clearance for like doors and such is not great. Unicorns gotta have really strong necks to pull this off. I think they do. I think that's where some of the magic kicks in. Or here, I'm just I'm I'm creating lore. The most noble of unicorns will grow out their manes so strong and thick that they can be braided almost as a necklace around the neck, and that helps strengthen it. Could you imagine like a fucking horse chainmail mane that like goes all the way down around the neck to the body? Yeah, you see that shit coming over the horizon. You know you're fucked. Your quest is over. You'll never get to Ellen. (laughs) Ellen's got a unicorn of her own. (laughs) I have another question coming from a Reddit user named Water1238 who asks, I have a random question. So I don't know if this is true or not about whether or not dogs can see slash sense the supernatural. But if they can, is it possible to see the reflection of a ghost in their eyes? I can't move on with this bit until I mention some dogs have people eyes, right? Some dogs have like people trapped inside of them eyes. And I'm not sure if <laughs> yeah. those eyes are like, you know, conducive for ghost spotting. But I think a regular dog with sort of regular eyes. Yeah, you could probably pull this off at the right angle. See, what you need to understand is that, yes, the answer is yes, but only for like crusty little dogs uh, i speak from experience i've had three maltese dogs yeah. uh in my life uh, and those fuckers are constantly seeing ghosts i've seen so many tormented souls <laughs> in the back of their eyes <laughs> all the little crust flakes around their eyes and their face are actually like crystals it comes from the tears because they're constantly terrified of these images Ghost tears? No, those are the dog tears. Oh, I see. Or actually, you know, that's an interesting idea. Is it possible that they have ghosts trapped in their eyes? Oh, right. That's why. So the dog sees the ghost. They feel all the horror. They've seen so much. Like a silver mirror. Right. And it sort of brings them. Every time the dog sees a ghost, it, it moves them to shed one single tear, which sort of crystallizes around their eye. And when you're mm-hmm. wiping it away gently and lovingly with like a wet wipe, you're you're destroying, you're banishing <laughs> those ghosts from the mortal <laughs> coil for good <laughs> this is a lore folk psa to get some fucking what are they called angel eyes or whatever those wipes are and clean those goobers off your puppies it's tormenting them it's tormenting they're traumatized that's why they're so shaky and anxious <laughs> oh, these poor little dogs Get these poor puppies. I I get so mad when I see people mocking these dogs because they are the front line of defense against the spectral realm that we have. What's the dog going to do? Wipe its own eyes? It don't got hands. You cannot wipe the tears of the ghosts you have beheld yourself. Somebody else must carry the burden for you. (laughs) Unless, of course, well, here's what happens Mm. is these dogs might grow hands if you don't wipe away those crusties. Because that's the ghost taking hold. Oh, oh no. It's trying to possess your precious pooch. You gotta put a stop to that. Or else that thing's gonna strangle you in the night. Okay, note to self. Crusty dogs left unattended. Grow hands. Strangle me. All right, that's gonna do it for us today. If you like what you heard, please tell your friends we are but babes in the woods and we're not paying for any sort of advertisement. So if you want to uh, give us a shout to one of your friends... 
you might use the fact that we just said that uh, Maltese doggies are gateways to the underworld and you need to clean their eyes to keep ghosts at bay. You might give that advice to somebody and they'll be like, where'd you get that advice? And we'll be like, I got it from this super funny podcast. Anybody you know who has a small crusty dog, now legally you have to suggest the podcast. You have to send this podcast to them. It's important. Even if it's just this one episode. And if this did happen to you and you're currently listening to this because someone said you had to and you didn't laugh even a little, I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. But also, fuck you. (laughs) Clean your dog's eyes. That person wouldn't have sent you this and subjected you to it if you were just cleaning little squeaker's eyes. The friend who sent you this wants you to know to clean your dog's eyes. (laughs) Share this with 10 of your crustiest dog friends. (laughs) All right, it's the end of the show. It's the end of the podcast. Follow us on everything. Subscribe to the Patreon. Follow us on Twitter. Share the show. Uh, And you can submit your own questions or if you want to go digging in Reddit or whatever. And send us posts from there like we read on the show. You can go and send them over to lorefolksubmissions at gmail.com. And just make sure you include your name and pronouns when you do so. Also, it feels like it goes without saying, but if you don't send your pronouns and you don't want to, you can, we'll just default to they. Like, don't worry about it. It's just fun it. to know, like, if you, you know if you, if you care to share. All right. Well, this is the point where your ass turns off. Oh, yeah. I do have to recharge it. All of our asses need to be recharged. I'm glad you decided to play this audio from your new cyber ass, whoever's listening to this right now. And remember to buy uh, Microsoft products. Get out of here, Bill! We already shilled for you! Get out of here! Uh, I'm really sad and lonely in real life. I'm glad that he left us with that little tidbit about right. himself. That's Thanks, fun. Bill. That's a fun energy to end the show on. 